Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFC Catcher podcast with me, Jenny from the blockchain, and my co-host, Michael Keene. For today's interview, we have Laura Ra joining us, the Miami ape. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. GM, GM, everybody. <laughs> GM, GM. I love it. Yes. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good afternoon. What's up? What's up, Laura? Magic City apes in the house. Yep, I'm like finally here with you guys. I feel yep. like it's been a long time coming. And I know. I'm excited to have this conversation. I'm usually nowadays like hosting most of the conversations. So it's it's good to be in the other side. I hear that. Yeah, we definitely got to get into. I mean, you host a lot of Twitter spaces. You know, you're, you're kind of everywhere. You're on the Board Ape Council. You go to a ton of events. Like, you definitely have a lot to, to get into. But I'd love to start out hearing about how you got started in Web3 and, and the NFT space. For sure. That's always, to me, like a like a funny story. Because if you you would have asked me this typical question of, oh, where will you be five years from now? I could have never guessed here today. And I couldn't be more happy to be here today. So I started as a collector, but originally just as a being a, a great girlfriend and intrigued by it, why was like losing my significant other to this random rabbit hole of the space at uh, me asking questions and sort of being a little like making a lot of assumptions. And I think a lot of people that are not part of the space make many assumptions, such as this is probably just for this type of people, right? And and I made sort of that assumption and ultimately I saw his, my boyfriend's interest at the time. And I was like, hey, you know what? Can you teach me, right? Like, what is it that you're spending all your life in and your time? Like, you're a very smart man. Like, it went from me assuming this was all like fun and games and that's where it ends to there has to be something more. And once I started learning about it, I realized I was already holding some crypto, but I wasn't really active into what else, right? Can you do with this? And that's how I started to learn a little bit more about the ecosystem and about the community part. And I think once I found my voice in the space is when I connected all the possibilities that we could have within the Web3 space, as well as the opportunities that were just arising with like, an, like a new technology and sort of being early, right? So that was like a very thrilling part of it. But the very basic how it started, it was me being like, what is wrong with you? Why aren't you giving me time? And just teach me because clearly there has to be something that I'm missing out on. And once I learned, I fell in love with it. Is your boyfriend still into the NFT space too? A thousand percent. Okay, okay. Yeah, a lot of people are like, are you guys still together? <laughs> yeah. I was like, good. I, I always, when I, when I first started sharing my story, people were always like hesitant to ask like, oh, should did that work out? Like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, for sure. Yeah. So we're still very much together and he's very into NFTs. 
Um, we actually just finished texting each other up about like something that he purchased. I'm like, when the hell did you purchase that? Like you didn't tell me, oh, but I love it. It's so nice. So yeah, so uh, I'll share it in a little bit um, on my platforms, I guess, that we have a new member of the family. Ooh, I knew oh. NFT. Oh, wait, so is it a big NFT purchase? I think it would have been bigger at some other points of now we're the <laughs> okay. right there. It's got it's got to uh, be a punk, a punk, right? Oh, I wish. Oh, snap. Oh, no. No, okay, okay. no, no. That's, that's, no, okay. I that's feel like, like the ultimate. That's the ultimate. Yeah. That is, yeah. yeah. I think, I think if right. it's punk, then, then it would be like no more NFT purchases for this year. I got you. I got you. <laughs> the way you were, the way it was, it was the, the release was, I always try and guess like what. Is it a doodle? Yeah. It is. Oh, oh nice. Wow. Wow. What? I got the alpha. And we had a doodle before. and Good guess. And we sold it. And then this one, we're like absolutely obsessed. So I was like, how do I word this? Because he got it technically. So I was like, eh. I was like, he got it. So it's sort of like present slash his hours. So I was like, I'll just announce that I was like, we have a new little love. That is. Wait, how does that work? Do you guys like share a wallet? Right. And like, we have a wallet that, that, that we share. And then we have others that are just completely separated. So we have one that is like our community wallet, which is just him and I. And then he has one that he'll just do all the random trades that I'm not as risky <laughs> to, to follow. So, so yeah, so that's how, that's how we started. So our first NFT we purchased together, which was an ape, as far as like he already had a wallet, but the big commitment of joining the ecosystem where I'm like, are we really going to do this? We went like half and half because I am terrified of, you know, this like, can we put this money? And like, just put how much you want to lose, right? Like, how much you mm-hmm. can't afford to lose. And I was always like, I could afford ten dollars to lose. I don't really <laughs> funny. So in our first like big ape purchase, we purchased it together and we flipped our way to the Miami ape. And later on, he purchased his own ape, and that's how we sort of like started this ape journey. So it's always interesting to me. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. And 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 now you're on the board of council, which there's seven. I remember we talked about this when this news broke. We're like, oh, my God, we know most of the people on the council and you are one of them. We're so excited for you. How has that been? I mean, it's been several months. I can't even remember how long ago that was. But I guess how, what is it like being on the board of council? And yeah, can you give us any insight on like what decisions you guys make and what has kind of happened? So a lot of it at the beginning was a lot of planning um, and structuring what this council was going to look like. So originally, when the seven of us were selected, it was, first of all, we didn't know who else was being selected. And later down the line that we sort of like met each other and and saw like the purpose of the council, then it was kind of like a blank slate. And it's like, okay, now time to start planning. What does this really look like? What is... Um, the way that we're going to achieve this like mission and vision that we have in order to be a voice for the community because we're very much community members and like very um, involved voices in our various practices. So we have people that are more involved as far as like an artist. We have someone that's more in the dev side. We have someone more that is like hosting and, and vice versa. So we all have, I think, like different like, like, I don't know, someone else is bit more business savvy. And together it's like, okay, how do we bring or each of our communities voices forward. So now after we did a little bit of that structuring, what we wanted that to look like, we have been funding grants in order to encourage community meetups throughout the world. And the reality is that for more than Yuga Labs could put together an APHES, 
I think like getting together once a year is not enough. So these community grants are more like, hey, how can we support these community leaders that are saying, hey, let's get together. It could be 10 of us or it could be 100 of us, right? Or 200. And and maybe with this funds, it would be a little bit easier to make these events happen and these com community gatherings, as well as the exposure. Sometimes there's people within the same communities that have never met. So the amplification is really important in order to continue to to meet this network. And then for the other part, it's really about communicating that feedback. So we have regular meetings with the Yuga team where we are, you know, sort of serving autonomous. And then we bring up, hey, this is the community sentiment. These are some of the things that the community wants. How are you guys working towards this? And they sort of give us updates as well as like what they're planning without giving us too much alpha because we're also very much community members. So I think they're always like, yeah, we're not going to tell you where APHIS is or when because you might just go to one of these gatherings and like, I don't know, have one too many drinks or have too much fun and start telling people where, where demons are. So people sometimes think we know where APHIS is and we don't know yet. We just know it's happening. Damn, that's what I was going to ask. <laughs> nah. It's, it's, it's my, my, every time. We're like, oh, you want something to drink? I'm like, no, I'm good. I was like, are you trying to like get me drunk to see if I like slip some information? Have they get have they given you any hints at all? Any tiny little like it's this well, year though, right? Like it's this year and yes, yeah, this year. So it's confirmed that it's this year and that we're gonna have enough time because one of the the major things that people have been vocal is like, hey, we wanna make plans for summer or we wanna make plans for this. Like, please be mindful of this. And always like we're trying to reassure everyone that hey, by any means they're not trying to throw like a curveball and say like oh it's within mm -hmm. come to whatever city or whatever country like that's not the idea and everyone didn't they confirm it was the west coast wasn't that confirmed in discord or is that am i mistaken in discord it was confirmed that it was going to happen this year um okay I, I tried personally i was like i tried to like push to be like oh since this is miami i could help finding a venue i know it's miami art basil oh, so and, and perfect like, nice try nice try uh, like yeah so that, I mean, that totally me meeting i was like well i could offer my help because it's in miami and they're like you're crazy i'm like mm. i was like at least i'm trying to guess <laughs> so we'll see cool yeah. yeah, Michael's in Miami too, so I know he's definitely rooting for that. <laughs> I know, I know. I it, it didn't give me a lot of hope, but I'm wondering it's like tactics. So who knows? We'll see. We'll talk again in like a few months and then hopefully. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. And I know, uh, so also one of the things you were talking about that I was thinking about was community hosted events like that aren't like the official, okay, the actual, you know, the once a year board a party. It's like, Okay, all these other meetups and, and events like that. And um, I think back to the other block party in Miami. I don't know if it was like official board ape party or what, but that Swicky and, and Peter and a bunch that was of other one of the, people through. That was one of the best NFC parties I've ever been to. Oh, what? it was. That, that, was, party was that party was awesome. That party was awesome. Yeah. That venue was super cool. The vibe was cool. Everything about it was really cool. Great people. I loved it. A hundred percent. And I think for me, one of the, the best parts from the event, obviously the art and, and everyone in it. But I think the idea that we could speak to one another. Right. And you could get have fun and like have some performances and a lot of things going around. Like you had the arcade inside for those that like have no idea what we're talking about. I, I really love that. And being able to to really have like maybe more quality time. 
So I felt like I wasn't so rushed as to like, oh, the event is like two hours. And you're like, how do I mingle with everyone within two hours? And how do I say hi to everyone that I want to say hi to? So um, that was something that was put together by by them, but it was with the support from Yuga. So they were able to um, to get some collaboration from Yuga directly. But I don't know. I think I think it's super interesting how so many people within the board ape ecosystem not only continue to build with the IP, but continue to like push the community forward. And that's what like the board ape has been from the beginning. So yes, a lot of people might remember it as like, ooh, the hypey celebrities or this or the news or I don't know, your friend told you that it came out and they said that NFTs were going to zero or that someone sold an NFT for millions and millions. And I get it that those are the things that makes the news. But the reality for, for us that are part of the community is so much more. And it's events like this one or the ones that are being put together right now, like throughout the world to connect people. And for me personally, I just went on a trip to Europe and I decided to go to a few countries that I haven't been to. And yet I went to these countries and I met up with people from my community. So I felt like I was meeting up with like longtime friends and essentially I was meeting strangers. That's crazy. That so, you can know people in other countries just through the NFT space, you know? I was like, now I'm exposed to all this and, and like, forget like a business deal, forget this, just like people, like connecting with people. I just arrived to a new country I've never been to. And yet I'm sitting here with people that are from there that I have known for months and months and months. It's not like I met them five minutes ago. Right. So it's always pretty cool to to be able to have those like, what? What is life? Totally. And you go to a lot of events. We were kind of talking before recording. First of all, I've seen Laura at literally so many. I, I feel like I see you at all the events. I know you, you missed the last VCon because you were in Europe, but like you're at every event and, you know, I've just seen you a lot. So, yeah, I'm, I, I was curious, like what your favorite event that you've been to has been. Yeah. What, what's your favorite event that you've been to? Ooh, that's a tough one. I think it's tough to pick one favorite event because for the most part, I believe that what has made this event special is like the people. And just like you said, like how you have run into me like several times throughout these different events, we have like a community that is almost like traveling to a lot of these events. And that's what makes it special. Right. And 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 I, I sound like I'm hearing myself and I sound like very like politically correct. Um but a politician. I, I literally, I'm I literally, I was like, going to say that. Like, I was going to be like, you, this is like, no wonder you're on the council. No but, wonder that's that council. But, like, but I'm not trying. And, but that's exactly what I feel like. I think it's more about the people that I'm meeting along the way. And sometimes a lot of these people like sort of like mingle. Right. And they, and they like, I don't know. We we sort of like travel together to a lot of these things. So it's almost like we're doing like, I don't know, the yearly tour of, nfts uh like nft conferences but as far i could tell you some of the conference that maybe weren't my favorite and even though that that sounds like it's harder i'd rather do that because let's see like nft nyc even though is like the biggest conference and it has like a lot of prestige and they are like exposing you know they were putting people like i don't know they put my face on freaking time scores like Whoa, what is happening right like that is super freaking cool um the venue was really cool this year and yet some of the panels that were put together, in my opinion, were not curated, right? And it's probably not even my opinion. It's like for anyone that went there, they know that maybe they went to a few like conversations and like sat down for a few things. They are like, who the heck is speaking up there? And why are they saying that that is not the worst people that are like 
businesses that they're just trying to start. They just come up and they talk about their business. Or, or you know, and the, you, so you have people that are shilling their product or their businesses, and then you have people that have no idea what they're talking about. But the reasoning is because when you have thousands and thousands of speakers and no one is curating the content, they're just saying like, right. oh, whatever, you moderate, you speak. Right. And you guys figure it out. So I didn't like that personally. I think that there should be a lot more responsibility from conferences. Some of the conferences that I did like were like here in Miami. We, you know, like I met everyone that I was going to moderate for before. I was like, we curated the space. The one that I attended now at NFC Talent in Europe, I thought every single person that I sat down and I listened to them speak, they were adding value and sort of the feedback that I got from Beacon, same thing, right? So you're gathering people, you're making all this effort, you're getting all these sponsors, charging all this money, at the very least, curate what they're going to talk about, right? Like know that they're going to say something that it's adding value to everyone else and not sort of have people like jumping in and out. So ultimately, a lot of the conferences, what it's going to do is the networking that you're going to do outside of the conferences. And someone said this, that you, you're there for like the hallway talk, much more than just like sitting down and and like soaking it all in. And the smaller conferences sometimes are worthwhile. Like consensus is not a small conference, but everyone that spoke consensus, I was like, holy cow, I have so much to learn. Let me like take notes. You were you went to Tallinn in Estonia, that conference? Mm-hmm. That happened recently, right? I heard I heard a decent amount about that. Was that was that fun out there? You know what? I was like, it was fun and I was able to sit down and actually listen to everyone that was speaking. Mm-hmm. So like day I was like I don't think I've ever done that in a conference like I sat a full day like I, I I did my engagement and then I sat down and I actually I was excited to afterwards meet the speakers and give them feedback wow. on what I liked or if I had a question I could actually talk to them afterwards because it was like a sm- on the smaller size and they had the support of like bigger companies or the government for certain parts so you didn't find a lot of shilling so it didn't get annoying of like people trying to shill you things it was more like, hey, we have this very real thing or this very real solution, and that's where it ends. So I think not feeling that every other speaker is pitching you their company and just benefit, mm-hmm. and it's like a salesperson up there. Um, it was really refreshing, as well as like the actual booths that were within the conference. Nice. A beautiful city too, right? Yeah, being there for the first time, I'm like, it's yeah. I've never been to the I've never been to the Baltics. I've wanted to though. And I know that area is real nice, like St. Petersburg, Helsinki, Tallinn. That's all very nice up there. It was beautiful. And the weather wasn't bad. We were like right next to the old town. So definitely check it out. They're very advanced. I mean, they are the first country to be able to do voting online. Um, oh, wow. Like the blockchain. So it's like, what? Like, yeah, I've always heard good things about Estonia. I've always heard good things for sure. Okay. So we got to talk about your Twitter spaces that you host, the Spotlight series. So you're on episode 54. I'm very curious what inspired you to start hosting spaces often. Um, and, and by the way, I was recently on one of your spaces, which you did such a great job. Like, oh man, that that's one of the hardest things, being able to control the being able to control a space and and you know, making sure everyone has a turn, like asking questions and all this stuff, like just doing a good you did a really good job just kind of moderating that. Yeah. So what inspired you to start? hosting spaces and and how do you stay consistent i guess with actually doing them twitter spaces is the one thing that i'm 
not good at and it's just like oh my god like that's it, it's a challenge um yeah and I'm very and you've been what, popping up a lot recently though let me cut off real quick i've been seeing you on twitter spaces a lot recently i know well because people if people invite me i will yeah, say okay. yes typically but um like this morning i was i literally woke up at 8 15 a.m that's a, like so early for me and i was on a spaces at 8 30 a.m i anyway i usually wake up at yeah, 11 sorry i didn't mean to cut off your question but i was I, I love when you get on i always try and hop in the rooms when i sit jenny wow. from the blockchain is speaking uh you know i support I so like it, it, it honestly when you told me that like you're like oh i haven't been doing this as much i was like i don't get it i was like you're so great at this and you have the podcast and you moderate and you do all these things so like i feel like twitter spaces just make sense originally when i started it was more from it was like at the very beginning when Twitter Spaces started and not like many times you would join a room and people were talking. And the more I always think that you learn more by listening, even though I talk a lot. So many times I like put myself on mute. <laughs> so once I started like joining a lot of the Twitter Spaces, what I realized is that, first of all, if you didn't have like this whatever following, the people wouldn't even lay you up to speak, which I thought it was ridiculous. So it was like what the heck? I was like, I don't know. I had like a hundred followers, but who cares? Like I wanted to speak about this and I knew about it. And the more that I listened, the more that I was like, well, I'm not as clueless as these people. And they're yet here like preaching and teaching. So instead of like waiting for someone to like allow me to speak or to give me the opportunity to speak, I started opening my own spaces. And I decided that I was like, you know what? I'll give the chance to people to, you know, let's have a conversation. And the things that I don't know, I'm they're like I'm very open and I'm not scared of saying like I have no idea what this is can you teach me and hopefully along the way that I'm inspiring people and I thought it was a wonderful tool in order to do like very like fun interviews as well as like good Q&A's and little by little it turned into okay first it was all of us like almost like rambling and talking and repeating ourselves and you know like talking over each other and eventually I'm like, okay, I could do some of those that could be community spaces and could be less curated. I'm more like, let's just talk about whatever. And almost like a meetup where we're all, I don't know, allowing ourselves to pitch in whatever we want to speak about. And let me do more thoughtful and, you know, specific, more like a podcast style spaces. And that's where like Spotlight started. And at the very beginning, I didn't even count the episodes. So when I started counting the episodes, like when I started doing like graphics and doing different things, um, but that helped me be a little bit more accountable for the people that I was inviting, right? And being mindful of like, okay, what is it that I'd like from someone else that's hosting spaces or for someone else that's doing podcasts? And what is it that I don't like? Oh, I'm speaking about like having more representation, having more this. Okay, it's not just representation to have representation. I want to have like the best of the best. I want to be able to have people that know what they're talking about and i want to be respectful to an to whatever audience and community that i'm building where hey if you're going to tune into my space at least they know that they're going to leave either inspire learn something new and that i'm not wasting their time so uh, as a host for me has always been really important that i'm just as interested in the conversation as i expect people to be or as i would like people to be and if i'm not interested I have allowed myself within the last couple of months to say, hey, if I'm in vacation with my family and today I need to take a break before I wouldn't take a break. I was just like, I committed to this. And no matter what, even like, I don't know, I was in London in a taxi and I was like, I need to host my space at the same time or the world is going to end. I decided to step back, sumao, and say like the world is not going to end. And if I'm stressed, 
and I'm not enjoying the thousand percent, then maybe this is not the way to do it. So I've skipped, I want to say like a few times, very little. And then I sort of like try to like catch up or do a little bit more, but I want my energy to be in the right place. And and at the end of the day, I'm asking people to take time out of their day to listen to me. So if that's an hour, it's an hour that I should be thoughtful about it. And, and I think that a lot of the the people that like tune in or, or follow it or whatnot, like feel the same way. And that makes me feel like accomplished. So not so much about like what's maybe trending all the time or hypey all the time, but I think I'm staying true to who I am and the brand that that I've been building. That's amazing. Yeah. And and I love that the people inspire you to keep going, too, because I totally feel that, too. Like if someone's like, oh, man, you inspire me or they like they shoot you a message that's like meaningful. It's like, OK, this fuels me to want to continue to do what I'm doing and in, in even better, you know, and even just being recognized, getting people just knowing that people are listening to you. It's like that is that's super rewarding for people that are out there like creating and doing stuff. And and one of the things that you said in the beginning that really I I love this about you. And this is like this is the difference between people that get things done and accomplish things and the people that don't is like, you know, you said, oh, I it's like I didn't want to wait to be called on to. Oh, like, you know, just the thing of like you don't get invited to sit at someone's table. Right. Well, just make your own table and invite people to sit at your table. And, you know, that's kind of what you did. It's like, OK, you weren't waiting to be added to speak and requested like you had something to say you started your own spaces and you started your own thing and yeah it's like you know instead of waiting for things to come to you like you're just going out there and doing what you want and going after what you want which is amazing yeah i was gonna say that many times you know at the beginning when we're i mean you're always gonna be like doubtful like oh is this the right way is this this am i doing this right when when the peak of the market was happening, oh my God, maybe Twitter spaces, like the audience were like, like on a whatever day, oh, you have 800 people, you have a thousand people, like no problem. And then when that starts changing, it's like, oh, is my information not important? Do people not like what I'm doing? And there's a lot of doubt, but there's a lot, a lot of like learning along the way. And for more than, yes, like what I'm trying to do is like something that's educational, that is meaningful, that inspirational. I'm learning too. So I'm never shy to say about, while I'm doing all these things that I hope that they serve others, they serve me as well. And they, they don't necessarily serve me as like maybe, oh, crazy numbers or crazy this, but I'm learning from this content. Like whoever I'm interviewing about like, I don't know, Bitcoin and then someone else I'm interviewing about art. And then another day I'm interviewing about like, wait, tell me how smart contracts work or how are you planning these events or how are you marketing to your audience? Like all of that, I'm also getting like a master course (laughs) along the way so if worse comes to worse and that's where it ends imagine how much have we learned through our time within the web3 space and that's something that like i don't take lightly that's so true and the connections you're building like by having people come on it's like you're becoming more and more connected to them it makes it easier when you see them in person you know that was one of the things you're saying too it's like everyone people that go to events they don't just go to one event. They, they're they always going to events. So it's like just having multiple touch points with people and, you know, even online, you know, speaking in the same spaces with them, stuff like that, like it just brings you closer and it makes it easier to, I don't know, maybe you end up doing something with that person or an opportunity comes up. Like it just makes it easier to to kind of do more in the space, the more people you know and the more people know you. Yeah. And also we, as humans, sometimes we like to like make 
excuses. Because at the beginning, like, sure, when if you don't have any following, like, oh, I'm not going to let you off. I'm not going to let you speak. I'm not going to this. But then once you start building something, it's like, oh, I'm sure that Jenny gets this. It's because she has a lot of followings or she gets that because she works with so-and-so or because she owns this BFB. And I'm like, you understand that we're making excuses for whatever, like, you're not accomplishing, right? And uh, it's all about perception. So many times whenever... You know, I see people that think A, B, and C from this quote unquote like influencer or someone that has like better reach or they have better connections, better opportunities. I'm like, more than likely, that was a lot of work. And if it wasn't a lot of work, don't worry about that. What is it that you want to do? And start working at it. But instead of like making excuses for ourselves. So, I mean, that that's a whole different conversation. But defining success or defining what truly is working in the space. It's very subjective and this is, we're all experimenting. And as long as you're having fun and you are trying new things and learning along the way, then that's the best that we could do. But when you have like heart to heart conversation with at least what I've seen over and over with the leaders of the space, people that I admire, they're like, hey, Laura, we're doing this and we're doing that. And you're like, wow, that sounds so cool. And they're like, yeah, but we're also just like trying and let's see where it goes but like we don't really know where this is gonna take us i'm like wait what you just told me you're doing all these great things and it sounds so cool i'm politically correct but at the end of the day you don't know what you're doing and they're like well no no one knows we're just trying i'm like oh cool so i'm not that crazy okay <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly michael do you you want to add anything yeah here? I want to circle back a little bit laura i know you guys had a twitter space today i was i only able to listen to a little bit sadly uh, today's June 1st, so th there was an Ape Council Twitter space today. Um, there was something on the agenda about the token-proof grant application. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really, I, what, uh, I couldn't find anything about it, though, in the short time I had to try and look up. What can you tell me? That is actually in the pinned tweet for the Board Ape Council. Okay. And basically what it is is just token getting the application grant process. Because one of the, when we uh, first started, uh, uh, when we first started, how cool. we... Okay. I mean, a lot of the, the questions were like, how are we going to do this, right? Because mm -hmm. it'd be very difficult if we just get a bunch of trolls. If we just have like a simple Google Doc, then if it gets mm -hmm. it hands, we're just going to be swamped with like, I don't know, trolls trying to apply for funds. Um, so we decided to work with Token Proof, create something that's token gated so we don't have to sort of like spend so much time guessing if this is a real member of the community, if they're yep. not. And I mean, and for the grants, just to give a little bit more content, it's there's like a whole process. And we're also not trying to fund something that is like huge, massive events. And that could be a misconception that people think that they have to put like mm -hmm. this production. We're looking more for, you know, the money that we have to go longer away. So we're looking for small mm -hmm. gatherings and, and initiatives where uh, we could have more events throughout the year than just I don't know, fun for events. And that's where it ends, right? Like we're, we're really trying to get into like this global community. And we have had, we funded some in Paris, London. We had some great events now in, in China, in Malaysia. So it's like really cool to see all these sub communities coming together and all the other proposals. Like we had now a proposal from some apes in Argentina. So mm -hmm. I'm excited to, to continue to, to go through those and, and guide them to like the best of our ability to. That's really cool. I was at uh, I was at that party in Fort Lauderdale that you showed up to that that brewery, the Magic City Apes one. 
but uh you came in you were like a star everybody swarmed you like i didn't even get to say hello it was like she's a she's a miami celebrity i know you were literally everybody like you were surrounded it's like you need a security yeah uh-huh. i was like i i didn't feel like that but you know what <laughs> You know, sometimes I was like, you you have to say hi. I can't believe you didn't. Yeah, say hi. I know. I was like, well, we were like, I was in the, it was like, there was like, there was like 800 joints going around. I was in that big circle. I was like, oh, you just walked in. You were dressed, you were dressed like you were going to like a board meeting or something. I was like, okay, I'm like, yeah, no, no, I'm dressed. I'm gonna I was in like a, t- I was in my NFT catcher t shirt. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to look up like what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are great events, though. Really good people. That whole group is that whole group's awesome. And, and many times, like it doesn't take much, right? Like that was um, an event for Loretteville that one yeah. of the offered their brewery just for a, yeah. this wonderful meetup. And and what was that place called? We should give a shout out. Wait, wait, can yeah. I find it? Yeah, no, I couldn't find it. That's uh, okay, well, but that was fun. That was a. That was, like, are we going into a commercial break? No, no, no. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Brought to you by North Broward Brewing Company. So there is. Um, now that was a fun night, though. I always, I love that crowd. So how many episodes have you guys done? I'm gonna turn my. Oh, what's this one? Wow. This one's episode. Well, we've done. It's like 147, 148 in there, isn't it? Fine. So we just posted 147. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Congratulations. You see, that's Thank commitment you. too. That's a lot. Yeah. That's commitment. That's work. That's hours. And you know what? It's been a lot. We're pushing two years. When it, it, that's crazy. And you know what? When when it comes to content creation or podcasts and whatnot, unless you give it a shot, you have no freaking idea how hard it is. <laughs> So I I always you know yeah. judge based on what you know and for a long time I think social media was this big of like oh these people that don't work or these people that don't do anything they're like recording themselves I don't know making breakfast who cares mm-hmm. and now it's like oh there is like social media directors and there is like real jobs and people go to school for this or people you know get hired for like really amazing fancy jobs or build like whole careers around this. So it's really cool when when I see people that are thriving and imagine you guys like going on two years. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah, it is exciting. And it's honestly, I think when you have like a a team of people that are like passionate about it, it's it, it is work and it definitely, yeah, you have to put in the hours, but it's kind of I guess easier than you think because it's fun and that always makes things easier, like when it's actually fun for you. So if it's like super hard, then it's like, okay, then, you know, you probably don't enjoy it. And then that's when it gets really hard if, you, if you're not enjoying it. And yep. I mean, I recently took a break from the pod for two months because it was like, I was feeling very burnt out. And, you know, when I came back, I just felt a newfound passion and joy for, you know, recording episodes. And I, I'm so glad that I took that break because it allowed me to kind of refresh and reset. So I like that. You know what, Jenny? I was like, I like that. And I think that our society tells us sometimes that if you are ever wanting a break or if you're ever doing something like this, it's like, that's it. And that we have these algorithms and all these things that like will like kill you if you don't owe something daily and you disappear. Mm. But it's also like, you know what? Sometimes you just have to own it and say like, no, I'm not giving my 100% and I'm not having fun and I'm not being good at this. And I, Who's forcing you, right? So right. I'd rather do that. Like I'd rather you take a break, come back with the right energy and be excited about what you're building and what you guys are working on. So 
pretty cool. Exactly. Thank you, Laura. Should we go into our gas wars segment, I Michael? Sure. So we have five rapid fire questions each to ask you. Just some quick questions that, you know, if you can answer in a sentence. Then yeah, well, okay, I'll kick it off. I'll kick it off here. This one's the easiest one. But what's your favorite color? Red. Favorite thing about Miami? The beach. Mm. What's your dream country to visit? Oh, um, I'm going to go with somewhere random. Let's go for New Zealand. New Zealand. Okay, New Zealand's awesome. I've been to I've been to New Zealand. Spent two weeks driving around the North Island. There is a beach uh, on the Coromandel Peninsula where you can, when the tide is low, you can dig a hole in the sand near the waterline, and it turns into a hot tub because it's heated by the the magma underneath from the volcano. It's sick, yeah. And you to send me this specific. You can you can Google 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 hot water beach, New Zealand, and it'll come right up. Um, but I will. I'll. As a matter of fact, I will send you the exact place we went to. It's Perfect. real nice there. A couple restaurants. It's like it's really cool. You see, I'm glad I chose New Zealand as my nice. Yeah, yeah. Michael's been to like freaking a hundred countries. Almost fifty. I've been to almost fifty. I've been to almost fifty. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So I love traveling. I love traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank so you. Uh, I've been. I I haven't counted since this last trip, but I think I'm at a thirty or thirty one. Amazing. Yeah, it's a lot. That's no, a lot. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to my list. I was like, I'm yeah. Like, at some point, I made a list. I'm going to go back to my list and see. I went Something to- else funny. Uh, this is our second day in a row of having a Colombian on. And uh, I love Colombia. It was one of my, we talked to, yesterday. We had Ileana. Do you know Ileana? I love. A lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. We had her on yesterday. We had a long conversation about Medellin, about Cartagena. That's where I'm from, Cartagena. Cartagena. Oh, wow. Amazing. Love it there. My wife and I, we spent our fifth anniversary there, uh, right in the walled city. And went all over the place and the Bizerto oh, market. We're going to do a celebration of the podcast in, in, in Cartagena. As <laughs> long as we can go in the winter. As long as we can go in the winter time. As long as we can go in the winter. Because Miami, Miami's hot in the summer, but Cartagena is another level of hot. <laughs> it was like, was like Cartagena so was hot. Yeah, it's all, I know. Even in the winter, it's hot. But the summer's like, it's another level for Miami. Right? Am I right about that? You're right. Cartagena's yeah. hot. Yeah. I politely I might bring a lot of clothes. You're gonna switch out of your a few times a day, maybe twice. You're gonna be hot. But but nevertheless beautiful. So Yeah. And do you know the war that happened in Car at Cartagena between the Spanish and the English is the reason why just about the entire South American continent speaks Spanish. Cartagena is a port city. Yeah, it's a port city. It's a very, very important city for sure. A lot of history. Um, that's another easy flight from Miami three hours or whatever it is, maybe yeah. not even that far, two and a half, I know, it's so close. That's just, that's New York. That's like flying to New York. From- you know what? With my passion for traveling, um, I've always been tempted to just like pivot into like, you know what, guys? I'm going to start planning all your trips. Hit me up. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my own little travel agency because mm-hmm. I have traveled to so many places and I've enjoyed, I enjoy so much like the research part and the planning. At I'm your- the same way. I watch all the YouTube videos, all like the, the food reviews and stuff. Yeah, I love that. I love like that. I refuse to go to a restaurant that I don't know. Most of the uh-huh. Time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, That's funny. Were you a big uh, like Anthony Bourdain fan? Did you like him? Was, I was, but no, I wouldn't say that like I watched each and every one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Sure, every, sure. But I definitely liked him. 
it, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting. The more than, I don't know, the more that you see the world, the more you're like, you want to continue to do it. And the more you understand how interconnected we are and how much totally. alike, like many times, like we have so many things that are more similar, like as humans that, I don't know, maybe the news or society wants us to believe that we're all so different and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, eh, our worries end up being the same and the things that we care about. And maybe that was also one of the main reasons why having this like audio conversations via Twitter spaces and via like the NFT community, it was so intriguing to me. It's like, oh, now I get to bond with all these people while there is like the pandemic. And mm -hmm. I still get to meet people from around the world and share our life experiences in totally new platforms. So I, I definitely think that that was one of the core reasons for me to like stay around and, and be excited to to partake in these conversations about whatever we're discussing. I don't want to gloss over what you just said because it's so important and it's one of the exact reasons I travel as well. When you said you travel and you meet people and you realize that you're so much the same. I've been, you know, you go to Cuba, I've been to Cuba and uh, people were amazing and they were thrilled that I was in America. It's the governments that are fighting each other. You can watch videos of people traveling to Iran all the time and having the best time of their lives, being invited into people's homes in random places around the world. And it's the governments that are fighting each other, not the people. The people are definitely all the same everywhere you go. And the way to realize that is to travel, is to go to the markets, is to eat in the restaurants and, and talk to people. That's, and and you, you do start to realize that. It's hard to, it's hard to grasp that if you don't you know, see it and, and experience Absolutely. And if you have, like, if you don't have the opportunity to, to travel, sometimes travel feels out of reach for a lot of people. Right. Sometimes I'm like, maybe you can't go to your dream destination. Maybe like making a trip to New Zealand for two weeks is a different budget than maybe planning a trip to Colombia, where it's like way more affordable. It's cold. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. can find a good deal. Um, and so and you, you eat in the nice restaurants for 10 bucks, 15 bucks, you know, for sure. Yeah. So very different. So sometimes it's like, the limitations that we put ourselves, yes, it's probably easier for a lot more people. It's probably harder for a lot more people. You know, like we all have different, like are in different moments and I don't know, maybe different budgets. But I think it's important that whatever tools we have and if we don't have the opportunity to travel to utilize this like, you know, Internet connections that we have nowadays to to get a little bit more curious, to get a little bit more educated and to continue to you know, to to learn because we are forever learning and, and if we're not doing yeah. it, then we're just fooling ourselves, right? Like if you think right now you are the smartest person in the room, that's probably a red flag. So um, mm. I'm always so intrigued about like learning and, and seeing how your life experiences makes you who you are and maybe makes me more understanding about the journey that you took. So, wow. We turned you saying that your dream destination is New Zealand into a travel podcast segment there <laughs> so, so we are gonna go let's go back to gas wars well this is my second one and then jen will do our third we're gonna go but we'll go back Does that sound good to you guys that was awesome though that was i could talk about travel forever i like start, you should start like a travel uh vlog or something uh, or both yeah, of you guys and a vlog know. yeah no. Okay, maybe not a vlog. Maybe I'm just yeah. I'm yeah. That's for you. <laughs> She's like, I should start a travel. Wait a minute, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, what's one thing about Yuga that people do not know? 
One thing about me that people do not know. No, you get yuga, yuga. Oh, or you get, okay. yeah. yeah. Uh, you know about yuga? Yeah. No, you don't know. You're not telling me. Uh, that's... <laughs> Just kidding. Um, something about yuga that people don't know. Hmm. I wish I had this sort of alpha. I'm going to go back to them and I'm kind of complaining. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I was in a podcast and they asked me about this. And I yeah, I need to I need to know some stuff here. I was like, no, I was like, to to be honest, um, no, I think I think I think they're pretty transparent of how how mm-hmm. they built and and how how important and like how the founders are so involved. I think that maybe not everyone has that perspective, where like maybe they think that now that they're such like a big company, maybe the founder mm-hmm. like less hands on, and the reality is that they're very much involved, or maybe now. When they're hiring like new CEOs and having like all these different people, it's like that they're really truly investing back in this like company and and making it like a real sustainable business with the best of the best. But I think that's no secret to anybody. And and to me, that's something that makes me like so bullish. Besides, obviously, the community that has always been there. But it's like, okay, what are we gonna do with the market? How are we never gonna depend on the royalties? Um, and little by little, they just continue to show us that, right? That yes, you know, they're building the game. Yes, they're doing all these things, but they're not just building whatever game. They're being, bringing like the best of the best. And that even if you're not a gamer, it doesn't matter because they're going to have like perks for the community members and the holders. So mm-hmm. that makes me really bullish on them. But that's definitely probably something that is very well known. So next time I'm going to come prepare and I'm going <laughs> to be like, secret alpha. I'm going to be like, Hi, tell me something about Yuga that I don't know. What is wrong with me? <laughs> have you guys heard? Have you, uh, you heard anything about Gordon? Speaking of the founders, hopefully he's doing doing well, getting his relaxation in, getting healthy. You know what? I that has been something that I've been battling in um, about, like reaching out and and mm-hmm. checking him and seeing this, and also being mindful of like let me be respectful that he's you know taking his time to be with his family and his loved ones. Totally. Sort of like a little bit, you know, taking care of what matters the most at the end of the day. I'm like, mm-hmm. I need to be texting him to to ask for anything or to say anything. So I've hold back many times and I'm very vocal. So maybe within the next few weeks, I'll reach out. And, you know, no I, doubt. I hope that I, I was I was actually surprised to see that the NFT community didn't take that and made it sort of like a weapon against Yuga, which when I first heard the news, I was scared that would be the case. And it yeah, was people were very respectful. People were very respectful right. as they should have been. As they should have been. Yeah, right. But you never know in this space. Yeah, it's so actually is kind of surprising. You're right. But uh, speaking of being respectful, can you give him our Calendly when uh, whenever you do speak to him? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, hi, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys. I'm be like, make sure to schedule your. Uh-huh. When you when you are ready to come back, your first appearance should be on the NFT Catcher podcast. No pressure. No rush. Yeah, no rush, Gordo. You know, we love you. We hope you get better. We're waiting for you here. A hundred percent. Oh man. Um, All right. Okay. This is the well, this is the longest guest wars ever. <laughs> this, is a, this is a record for our longest guest <laughs> yeah. wars for sure. Um, what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Uh use the restroom. Okay. Great question, Jenny. Great question. You got a great thoughtful answer. The first time I explained it was like, I drink coffee. And then I was like, no, I drink water. I drink drink coffee. And then I went back. I was like, no, you go to the bathroom. I literally immediately checked my phone. (laughs) I'm like, 
The first You're thing I do is I used to I look at yeah. I force myself not to like. I know it's so bad. I'm like, don't look at it. Yeah, yeah. it's a lot more. Yeah, it is bad. It is bad. Who tweeted me overnight? All right. So, uh, what was your first job? Ooh, uh, first job. My first job was at an event planning office, and I was like, I I worked over the summer, and it was a lot of fun, and I was just basically doing like telemarketing calls to like confirm people for the events. Mm-hmm. Um, and later down the line, I ended up working with them for several years and i went from like that little role to um hosting to then like being in charge of like the coordination and a bunch of things so it was really cool i kind of like grew in that job that makes sense cool did you get chat gpt to to come up with these questions michael not these ones um i found a web page i found a web page with like a hundred rapid fire podcast specials. Oh. Went yeah, that's why they're getting a little more. I'm like, uh, they're getting, yeah. yours are good. I mean, oh, yeah, first shit. I was like, I was like. What are you doing in the morning? Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm burying my questions now. I need to find. Do you want to elaborate on that last one? Is that what you want to do now? Is that what we should get into? <laughs> Maybe I should do what? what's your morning routine? You know what I mean? Let's try that. What's for next point? time we'll see how that goes anyway okay <laughs> i'm like typing in okay so oh what's your astrology sign taurus taurus okay very nice where do you see yourself in 10 years that's, that's such a hard question i know yeah, that's a question. long one that might not be a good <laughs> song that sounds now that's scary like you could you're you could be like you could be a politician if you wanted you really know how to speak and answer questions. The mayor of Miami. The mayor of Miami. The second time I hear that this week. So I might just channel myself into being a politician. Just kidding. Um, I see myself as um, a very well-traveled. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. Not all. Mm-hmm. 10 years. Okay, maybe a little bit. Um, trying to travel as much as you can. That's it. Still, awesome. Still pretending, still pretending I am in my 20s. Um, probably. With a wonderful family, hopefully some some little children running around, um, and also continuing to do what I love and staying true to who I am, and and continue to to learn and being really successful. I think that you know, and and the way that I define success is by truly enjoying my day to day, and of course that comes with hard work. So I probably see myself like in a very successful role, whatever that looks like. Um, something that is not only challenging but exciting and that aligns with my values um hopefully with a family and and yeah i don't know maybe running for some politician co- like positions mm-hmm. back to this podcast and be like oh my god we could use yeah. we could use some we could use some good uh reps down here in uh, florida <laughs> and i'm gonna say you know what i'm gonna be like and i finally reached my country number 100 or something i don't know yeah. I, don't, I don't know if i could reach that many Ooh. that's a good goal it's a good <laughs> goal Maybe. yep you can do it you can do it for sure i was trying to go with my years i was like okay so if i'm 32 i could do like 32 countries if I do whatever. So I think I might reach 33 this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. That's a good goal. I like that. Alani. Like but I was like, yeah. I wanted to do it by 30. I was like, oh, 30 and 30. And then and then the pandemic hit and I was like, screw you, pandemic. Mm-hmm. I was like, it was like a weird number. It was like 28, but like I was turning 30. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I'm not even gonna acknowledge this. <laughs> there's there's a few ways to cheat. You can like uh 
I mean, obviously in Europe, like if you're in Rome, you go into Vatican City, but like the Caribbean, you can do a little island hopping. Oh, for sure. Pump, for sure. Pump that pump that number up a little bit. You know, you can do a little I'm also about I'm also about when it comes to cheating with the countries because I've been to like Italy like five times now. I mean, yeah, I right, right. And then I refuse, like every time I get a sh- chance, I'm like, oh, I should go somewhere else. I'm like, for what? I'm like, who don't have anything to prove? I was like, I'm not, I'm mm-hmm. keeping track for myself. Yeah, you go where you want to go. And there's nowhere, yeah. there's nowhere bad to go. Like, I, if you never heard of anybody go somewhere and been like, it's horrible. Like, almost never. Right. Yeah. No matter where it is. So there's probably going to be a lot of countries that I'm going to continue to repeat along. Yeah. My life. Um, so who knows? Spain's the one I keep going back to. I think that that's one of my very favorites. I love Spain. Spain, so cool there. Yeah, yeah, exactly for sure. I'm gonna go back, sure. hopefully soon to Turkey. I've only been there once, and that was like an amazing trip. So very affordable if you guys are looking for yeah, it. very affordable Hot trip. Turkey, nice. All right, number five, Jenny. My last question. All right, this is actually a good one, or so I like to think. What's a book that changed your life? Mm, you know what? I I wish I was more of like like a a reader, but a book that I recently read is like The Four Agreements. Um and it was recommended by someone within the space that I've met through the web3 space. Um when I was like going through the motions and like seeing like, "Oh, what is it that I like? And what is it that I want to do? And what not?" Um she recommended that book and it's a very easy short read. Uh, and I loved it. I think it it really resonated with me, and and I think it could resonate with anyone. And you don't have to have like this big commitment or this like I don't know hard book to read. So I think that's a good one. Nice, nice. The four commitments. The four commitments is that the what it four was? agreement. Uh, the four agreements. I'm sorry. By Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz. <laughs> oh, Ruiz. Ruiz. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah. All right. Do you have a hidden talent? Ooh. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty vocal about any talent, God-given talent. Okay. <laughs> it's not hidden I'm anything. Sorry, I'm not going to be here now like the next Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. Okay. No <laughs> Starts problem. breaking out in song and dance. Right? Yeah. It's like, yes. I'm we didn't need to see the, We didn't need to see the talent. I was just wondering if there's <laughs> I'm a dancer. I'm a dreamer. Are case, you an artist? Do, do, you, do you do any kind of art? Do you practice art at all? Being in the space? I know, like, not professionally, but don't and and i think this was some of my limiting beliefs as a child and being like an overachiever i thought that i think i overanalyzed like when people are like having fun doing like rc things i'm like mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be great at that so like i don't want to try that so sometimes i would like hold myself back in certain things so like i'm too old to start arts now and i was like 12 like what am i talking about so i think i always held back um and that and part of that, I think it was like access to things. So I'm, I'm really big about like working with nonprofits and helping um, like different organizations. And some of them is with children because and and this is like a long story. But um, I think that when you are like a child of an immigrant or you see your parents like having some sort of struggle or whatnot, you assume that there's a lot of things you can't do. And it's not because you can't do them. It's because I'm like, it's irresponsible. Like I couldn't do art. Like who's going to pay for that? And how and how are we going to get there? And I was like, I'm not going to make my mom feel bad saying that I'm remotely interested about doing like an art class when I knew like, oh, this is the list that we need to buy. So maybe for a long time, I thought, oh, no, I don't like it. And and, and it could have been that I never even explored that because now I'm so much more about like, if you tell me let's take a class now, I'll be like, let's go. You know, like this would be really cool. Like, let's try it and let's see where it goes. But I think like moving to a new country and seeing like, 
you know, your parents try so hard for so many things. Anything that wasn't like viral, I was very much like, no, I'm okay. I don't need that. No one needs that. I don't need to do that. So, so yes, as an adult, I'm more curious about different things and I'm more able to have access to, to explore different random possible talents that I could have. I'm literally that same exact way in that same scenario too growing up like both my parents were born out of outside of the U.S. and and yeah like it's like you you as a kid you're like programmed like say no to everything like everything's a no like you just kind of assume that everything's a no because it's like oh we can't afford it like it's just like oh we just you just know you can't afford it so you don't even bother you don't even ask about the electives that I took and I was like oh what is that I have to I remember in seventh grade, I joined dance. And when they give me the list of like what I had to buy for dance class, I was like, I can't do this. And I never told my mom. And then I said, I told my mom, I said, but you never even told me. She's like, I was working. Like I could have like made an effort. And I was like, yeah, but you were making already an effort in so many other things that the last thing I would want is for me to like, now I want to take a dance class. So you need to like try harder and you already have like three million jobs. No, like I was like, no, I don't need. And I went and I remember going and changing my schedule for that. And I was like, so I wonder, like, and we didn't have it that bad. So I can't imagine how many kids also, like, are unable to explore what they really want to do um, for, yeah, for funds or money or whatever. So, like, when I see nonprofits that are really, like, pushing forward, like the arts or, like, any extracurricular activity, it's like, wow, what what a gift that you're giving someone that otherwise wouldn't be able to, to partake in that. So. 100%. All right. With that said, we got to wrap this episode up. Um, thank you, Laura, so much for joining us. This has been really fun. We talked about a lot of different things and yeah, we appreciate you coming on the pod. Thank you for having me. This was this was a lot of fun and I'm sorry that my answers sometimes are very long, but I appreciate you both and congratulations again on all the success. And this is just the beginning. So I'm excited. Uh, this was a great episode. Keep keep crushing it, Laura. We appreciate having you on. Thank you again. Yes, totally. All right. Well, hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next one. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.